0: like i think it was like d or f that guy sucks sucks Fuck and he's that like guy. he's like i shot that i shot that okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and, and listen up you know
0: you know i i know the shots i need you know i, I know exactly what i need there's no extra there's no fat on details jaren devil's yes. in the yeah. details jaren oh and, and it's it's that moment where you sit there and it was like well i could pretend i didn't just say all of the...
2: <laughs> did i say d or f i meant g or r or...
0: brilliance is that he let me go like he's yeah. like oh, you know what he's, just let's see how far you go Yeah, I'm standing right here like you know you don't know what I <laughs> course, know he wants yeah, to hear right yeah. so he let it all play out and then he's like I shot that so <laughs> yeah it, it's that kind of thing where are like uh, alright I'll shoot the moon yeah I, I said it, and you're terrible at
1: shooting man he <laughs> <It's like, laughs> just
0: leaned into it yeah, uh, stick to
1: whatever else you're doing because you're terrible at I, shooting. I, I think
0: I said it, almost that word for word right. and like you know uh, an opportunity came up later he, he gave me a shot and I think he just there was something about where he's like, you know, I don't think he liked me at that point anyway. But he was like, I'll give you a shot because you're talking
1: all this trash. And
2: I'm amazed that you left there without uh, being strangled by piano wire.
1: There were. Well, let's talk more about this. Let's get into the whole thing. Yeah. what do we got? Yeah, yeah. Let's oh, get into Oh, my this. God. I don't necessarily like people, but I am interested in them. Anybody in the freelance world. What your deal is with freelance and how'd you get into it? Everyone can hear everybody on an open walkie, and that's what we want to do. We want to fucking hear you. And find out their stories, and find out what they
2: do, and why they do it, and how they got into it, and yada, yada, yada.
1: And everyone has a different story. We're calling it Open Walkie. We're gonna introduce our boy. Oh, yeah, I'm Tony. This is Open Walkie. Yeah. There's fucking rags next to me. Dickhead. <laughs> and, our, and our guest today is Jaron Berman. Jaron Berman, the Hi mad guys. scientist. Guys. DP, yes. mad scientist. Apparently, he is yeah, a mad a scientist. Little bit. Now, yeah. I
2: heard once that you were on a shoot, yes, and a camera went down, and they were like, "Oh no, what do we do? We lost the camera. We don't have a backup." And you came up, and you were like, "I got this, guys." You grabbed a slim jim, paper towel roll,
0: uh-huh. so far, it's and tracky. a can of
2: lacra. And you made yeah. a camera, yeah. and you guys were able to continue shooting. Yeah, that's accurate. That's what, that happened, yeah, right? That happened. I fucking knew it. That's yeah. awesome. A full can of LaCroix. It wasn't even empty. It was like, yeah. this is what I heard, at least. I don't, you I don't know. You work with what you've got. Yeah.
1: I love how you like Amazing. named the brand. You could have just been like fucking Selsawada. I mean, listen, I see that well, you guys are yeah, angling
0: for, for sponsorship. It's,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a, a fancy thing. Well, LaCroix is
2: very production. Yeah. Everybody's got, everybody it in production has got LaCroix. Yeah, this podcast
1: is sponsored by LaCroix.
2: And I pronounced it right. I didn't say
1: LaCroix. LaCroix I actually
0: don't know how it's pronounced, so I'm going to go with the uh, statin version of the pronunciation
1: yeah, here. Crah. That's right. I usually don't believe anything Rags says, but you know, well, I'll go with you on this one. Yeah, That's you know. a good premise to start your podcast. Yeah. With, like, <laughs> everything he says <laughs> everything is untrue. Everything he says is not true. Let's put it out <laughs> on the internet. And That's see what we-
2: makes it interesting. You don't know what the fuck is true when I'm saying.
1: But yeah, uh, yeah. as always, this isn't about you, Rags. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so We can uh, make it about him, though. Let's hear what Jaron has to say. Mr. Berman. What's uh? What's your little backstory? Where are you from? When? Uh, how'd you get into this business? I
0: am from Madison, Wisconsin, which is lovely, and I had no intention of leaving there.
1: Cheesehead. Cheesy. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's actually very true. All the stereotypes are true
1: the only thing other people outside of wisconsin know about but i mean listen if you're
0: gonna pick something you pick something good you know we're not embarrassed about that like Ah. in my fridge currently there's the drawer where like vegetables go and then there's like a meat or whatever drawer next to it and there's a divider that has been pushed and broken by the cheese so there's a small vegetable section that has been annexed by the cheese Ah. so what they say is true so if I you guess, became yeah.
2: lactose intolerant, that would be like your my worst sister, fucking nightmare.
0: My sister cannot have any oh, dairy. Oh my and it god, kills her. Yeah, yeah. Does she still yeah. live there? She's here. Oh, okay. Um, and just you know, since that diagnosis, hates life. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. that's accurate. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin's great, man.
2: So from Wisconsin, had you uh, had you start off? I have a buddy in this freelance world.
0: I have I have a number of buddies who all, uh, in one way or another, have ended up in essentially the same business and just different aspects of it, and it was never planned. We were all just like, don't know. We all messed around. They all went to they all went to camp. I never went to camp, so I, I didn't I make films with them. Yeah, yeah it was. To camp either. No. I I think at the time it was too expensive for us, and like my parents are really good about uh, hiding that from me and making it seem like a fun like you get to do something different. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. So my parents put me in sailing while they all went off and and uh, went to camp.
1: Sailing, yeah, sailing's less expensive. It is. Than it is camp. there
0: because it's a. It, where, Madison, where where I am in Madison, it's like in the city, it's part of the, like we're right off the university campus and the university has a huge sailing program. They have tons of boats and it's like for a kid to sail at that time all summer was like 80
1: bucks. Oh, wow. really? Yeah. For that's the whole summer. So you kind of lucked out because pretty fucking I super lucked awesome. out. Yeah. yeah. I'd go sailing for 80 know, bucks right? for a whole summer. For a whole summer. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It was like-
0: Well worth it. You can't even, you can't make up how cheap it was. Yeah. So it was like, you know- in the end, I'm pretty stoked about that being right. <laughs> instead of a camp. But uh, they all went off and they made movies and stuff. And then it's it's funny because years later, you know, we we, we all yeah met yeah. back up in New York at one point. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, my buddy invited me out here, and I dropped in, moved to New York. But
1: sick. How long you been here? Oh,
2: five. Oh, okay, five. I've been I here for a while. Yeah, a
1: minute. I left, went to LA, came back. Same here went there for like two years. Yeah. Same came back. Yeah, I've been here for about 10, Yeah,
0: maybe. I think we probably left and came back about the same time. Probably. Yeah.
1: I've never Sounds been it, was,
0: it, it was the worst possible time to move to L.A. because it was like a writer's strike followed by almost an actor's strike followed by like it was just like one strike after another. And like at the time, I was entirely in the reality world, trying to break into the film world. And like essentially every job was being dropped down by guys – far further along so there was no work yeah it was a terrible time to go there
1: yep yeah I didn't I didn't last that long out there I was like you know almost a couple of years and then yeah came over here it was good I yeah. think
0: the uh, I say it all the time to people who ask about it but I think the biggest difference is like loyalty like out there I, I'm i not big into networking I'm not big into like trying to represent myself as a brand or anything like that yeah, like, no, I don't know exactly. if you've worked with me and you like my work hire me again yeah. it's that simple yeah and I think in hindsight it, it's easy to look at that and be like, oh, wow, that's a very like Midwest or East Coast mentality because it's not how it works out there. No. Like, you all. always have to be repping yourself, and that's just something I was never very good at and something I didn't want to be good at. Mm-hmm. It's like,
2: no, I don't like doing that either. No,
0: it's like, oh, yeah, Rags was good. You know what? I, I, I would like to work with him again. Right. It's Only if he hits me up, though.
1: <laughs> well,
0: okay. I mean, yes, there is something to do. Like, remind me you exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that. That's like a very low level of networking, though. Sure. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah, we're in the same circle. Hit me up. Yeah, when right. you're free. Because the other thing too is like, as you know, like, as you get busy, you fall off the radar. Because yes, yep. you say no so many times, then people stop calling you. Yeah, oh, they yeah,
1: they they get,
2: and they they
0: move on always to busy. The
2: person who's available.
1: Right, that's the thing yeah. is right. about like getting on like a long term show, where it like lasts for like a right. while. You disappear. And you start, yeah, yeah, you, disappear. you really do, and you got to yeah. start all over. So again. So you are working, which is a good thing because right. you're turning down work because right. you're working. Right. Right. But then again, yeah, you fucking it's, you disappear.
0: Yeah, I think though that that's. In some way, it's different to reach out and remind people you're alive and that your show ended and that you're like, yeah. listen, I know I was busy for a long time, but now I'm not. I think I think that's different than like, you know, I, I would have people, uh, <laughs> I would park at this one like crepe shop in, uh, in Hollywood proper or like almost West Hollywood and people would come by and be like, oh, I saw your car in the lot. Do you have my new number? And it's
1: the same number. Yeah. <laughs> you're like... <laughs> This is just weird. I mean, it's kind of like it's one of those things. Mo- most of the people have the same number. It's like, oh, yeah, you, you change your number. No, good. Yeah. It's, like a, it's
0: like a weird intro into that. Like, yo, you should hit me up for work.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm afraid but, to change my phone number because I feel like I will can't. I will lose yeah. my career if I change my yeah. phone number. Yeah. No, you're dead. Because I've had it for probably like 15 years. Yeah, you the same at that phone point. number. Yeah. So, like, now this is my forever number. I will never, ever be able to change it.
1: Well, especially because, like, the people that will, like, just throw... Like, I got I got a call the other day from someone that I hadn't talked to in probably five years. And they were like, oh, yeah, this dude recommended you for something. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. I forgot about him. And I'm sure that, you know, like, he forgot about me until he needed somebody like that, you know? Right. But he had the same number from exactly. years so ago. I, they hit me up and he was like, okay.
2: Yeah. I think
0: there's, like, the weird thing about being freelance, too, is that, like, you are... Only as good as being able to be reached. Yes, so, exactly. You, know, you change a number, you're, you're dead. It, well, it's kind of the same as like, you know, you're busy all the time. Like, yeah, I can never get a hold of him, never calls me back. I'm right. Like, oh, yeah. that's not my number.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's something about being camera ops, too. It's like, you know, if you like get a call in the morning and then you don't call them back until like yeah. later on yeah. that night, they're like, oh, we already filled it. Cause they yeah, call, yeah, they're yeah, calling yeah, like, yeah. you know, you don't pick up, they call somebody else. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, like, immediate. so yeah. like, immediately.
2: Immediately. Yeah. They have to fill the position. Yeah. I'm not going to wait for you. It is what it is,
1: you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I do get that too. Yeah, it I sucks, get it too from a production standpoint. Yeah, but yeah. You got you got to be on point. Right. Pick up your phone. Hey, pick up
2: your phone. Be available. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you started off in photography. You said. I did. Though. Yeah. How did uh, sort of. How did that develop? When-
0: uh, it was <laughs> the the origin story for that is actually kind of funny. Uh
1: we like funny stuff.
0: I I went to college for mechanical engineering, and a couple of years in realized that my heart was not in it as it exists at a university. Because a mad it, scientist. Well, it's weird, man, because like I, I think when you're growing up, you have to make a lot of decisions very early in your life about. All right, well, I'm six years old. I have to know the entire trajectory of my life now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because you got you know, it, it, it was a little different there because like I went to public schools and like it's not the same pressure as here where you have to like you know your parents are paying so much money to get you into a school that like will put you on the right track to get in the right college to get in the right job to you know the rat race in school was different there so like i think it was more self-imposed for me like all right i'm gonna be an engineer because that's like a really creative thing and whatever and i think the bubble burst in school and they're like no no no, there is a right answer and this is it you're like yeah but i thought this was like a problem solving thing and they're like no it's not like (laughs) it's math and there's an answer and this is it yeah and it's it's like it's really disappointing i think to hit that in, in the academic world and be like, oh, well, how did I get this far and not realize what it was? Right. You
2: put in all this work for right. these years. Thinking that now. like,
0: okay, any day now the cool part's going to uh, yeah. show up. And, and I, I was fortunate that a lot of the guys that I sailed with were much older than I was and they were coming out of the industry and, and going back to school because they hated engineering. So I was like, well, maybe I don't want to do this. And I lived across the street from a glass blowing shop, which was part of the university. And I would stop there every night and just, like, watch it and be like, oh, this is amazing. These guys are blowing glass. It's mm-hmm. the coolest. If you've never seen it, it's it like the, pretty it's the coolest cool. thing ever. Yeah. yeah, I've seen videos. Like, the color of glowing glass is, like, you're, you're like a fly to a light. It's, right. It's so cool. It's, it, it's hard not to get interested in that. So, like, I started taking classes in the art department. And uh, kind of at the same time, one of the student newspapers was offering tickets to a movie for free. And uh, I stopped in to get tickets and... Uh, they were out and for whatever reason the guy there like spins in his chair and he's like hey man do you know how to use a camera and like my dad had taught me to use a camera and you know we were into it for fun like i had a dark room in my basement i was like yeah you know i have a dark room and they were like oh really
1: that's like, pretty awesome yeah, basement, right yeah i mean my, why not get into it yeah. yeah
0: so like my friends were into it too growing up so we all you know had dark rooms in a closet or a basement or whatever we were yeah. just kind of doing it because one guy did it and then we all did it and then they went off to camp that was the whole reason i brought that up was they all went off to camp and they learned all this cool stuff like filmmaking and like darkroom techniques and then they would come back and show me so then we all had that and yeah. then, you know i'm in college and they're offering me well uh we don't have movie tickets but we could give you this roll of film and you can go shoot an assignment for us and you could be a real newsman. I was like, I don't know. That's kind of cool. It's different. It's- I'd be into that. Yeah. And at the time I was still taking classes in engineering. I was like, this is kind of awesome. Yeah. This is spontaneous and we don't do anything like that. So went off, did an assignment that led to another. And then I had a friend uh, at Michigan State and uh, she was a goaltender on their soccer team and I hadn't seen her since high school. We were best friends in high school. And they gave me a roll of film. They're like, all right, you got to get on a bus and go to Michigan State and shoot a game. Uh, like a, a football game, uh, you want to go? And I was like, yeah, I'll go see my friends, why not? And it, it, it sort of opened the door to, like, in college, being able to travel and see other people at other schools because, I mean, Big Ten, it's like, yeah. it's sports. And a lot of my friends went to Big Ten schools, and I got to see them through photography, and it kind of, it became this thing where I was like, oh, you know, I'm kind of enjoying the travel aspect, and I was terrible at it. I was a very bad photographer, <laughs> but... You know, I was enjoying the experience of it, and to the point where- What do you
1: expect? You know, you're just starting out? Well, uh,
0: yeah, but- They kept hiring you, though.
1: (laughs) I mean, they'll kind of take anyone at that time. I see. Okay. But- Desperation
0: move. The embarrassing thing is that, like, I didn't really get football. Like, I'm from Wisconsin. I went to games. I just never really- I don't know. It wasn't my thing. I was, like, trying to build stuff or take pictures whatever, and- so I'm shooting football games, and I have no idea what's going on. And <laughs>
2: just file <follow> the ball.
0: <laughs> well, that would have been smart, wouldn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> you're just shooting the guy on the side. I don't know. I'm water bottom. boy. Yeah, yeah I'm like yeah, uh, making artistic little pictures of who knows what. I know, apparently like, landed what the on the field. This? I'm like
2: this is really great. Well, nice. Yeah. You got and a picture of a bench here. What the well, hell? I, <laughs>
0: in yeah, that's honestly pretty <laughs> exactly. close to yeah. my first portfolio at the paper. <laughs> but I was lucky because there was a bunch of guys. Um, wisconsin has like a very at the time at least had a very strong photojournalism community like a couple of like you know pulitzer prize winning photographers and everything like that and so i was on the sidelines with these guys that are like insanely talented and uh a couple of them would be like dude what are you doing why are you over there you're on the wrong side and i was like <laughs> oh wait, what are you talking about and like i had i i had the, the fortune a couple of guys would like take me with them like, dude come over here all right just stand next to me and just do what i do and you know their their frustration was like it was endearing and charming whatever and i i I think i was like maybe two or three games into this like sort of loose mentorship
1: yeah
0: when i was like you know this is so awesome my pictures are so much better when i follow you guys and you give me advice like you know how can i thank you and one of the guys was joking he's like oh you can like uh, you know bake me some cookies or something so like legit i baked him cookies (laughs) at the next game cheese cookies uh no,
2: chocolate chip. Uh yeah. so now Wisconsin. Yeah, had butter. You well, go it's with a dairy you know, You go
1: with safe. What's safe? You know, chocolate chip. I, All right, fine. Yeah,
0: it was like the only recipe I knew that I could make. So I was like, fuck it, I'll, I'll bake some cookies. And legit got myself a mentor from baking cookies, and yeah. they, they called me Betty. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It, and you know, after that, it was like they found it so funny that I actually did it that like two other guys were like I'll help you up but you gotta buy me this or like make me this and like it, it ended up being this awesome little community I had three mentors in college teaching me photography and
1: that's awesome, kind of man. went
0: pro I guess it'd be my sophomore or junior year I started shooting professionally and then that kind that's of sick. In, in like a weird parallel track of the art department the engineering department and then what I was actually doing to make money which was photographing Yeah, kind of led to all this
1: Wow, I love those like stories weird. though. Like when some like you know a mentor comes over and it's like, "Yo, you're doing it wrong. Let's right. fucking let right, me show yeah. you." And like I, they actually give a fuck. That's, right? that's like, so too. important. Yeah, it really like, is. Like paying it forward. I always try to do that too. Like with you know, yeah. the younger kids coming yeah. up, it's like, you know.
0: Well, and I, I think there's certain people that we love. all know that are incredibly good at giving opportunities where they're where they're due and where where people have earned them. And I Absolutely. think that that's the thing. Is like I think. There's a weird thing now uh, and I've, I've run into this attitude recently and it really caught me off guard of people who think that they're owed like information. Yeah. That, you that's, know, why insanity. is nobody telling me these things? You know, how come nobody's like willing? It's like, if that's your attitude, no going to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it's like when, uh, I, I don't know who told me this, but a few years ago, I remember somebody made the point that if you're going to ask somebody a question, you're going to borrow their time, you should do a little bit of research and try to figure out like, what's the best use of this time? Like if I have 30 seconds with somebody that I absolutely love their work and I think they're incredible, whatever, like how do you use that 30 seconds? Like you got to do a little research Mm -hmm. and you got to like figure out like, well, what is this person? What can I ask them that I can't just figure out through Google or Wikipedia or whatever? Like, you know, and I, I think so much of that whole paying it forward is like trying to ask a good question. That's like showing the respect to the person that you're like, you know, I, I'm going to ask for your time as a favor. And if I've done the legwork to look into you and and try to find something unique to your perspective to ask, it will pay off for both of us. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's respectful. You know, people, when when you ask them a good question, like, oh, wow, that's that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, let me help you. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's something about that, like, paying it forward. Like, when people show that that buy-in to, you know, this is worth my time, I want to make it worth your time, I think it's very easy to be like, you know what, I want to help you. I like your attitude because you get it like it it's free but it's not free you know it's like the it, that respect is a bit earned mm-hmm. in both directions yeah like yeah. um yeah so like you know way back then i i don't know what i did to earn these I mean i baked for a guy i guess that was like a yeah, little investment that's, but that's I, nice i, 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 I didn't think of respect. it at the time but yeah like you know the guys that we know that bring people up, they do it because it's like you've put in the time and you've put in the effort and you've asked the right questions. Yeah. And I think that's so much of this. It's like if you want information, absolutely ask, but don't think that you're going to take the shortcut because there's in the process of learning that stuff or in the process of researching something, you're going to acquire information that you didn't even think was relevant, but will certainly help. Yeah. You know,
2: when I was coming up on Housewives with Jeremy. Jeremy well, Schneider. he's he's like the best at bringing people. up. I, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I
0: actually I look at him as like a, a an example of somebody who does it right. Um, in terms of like fighting the right battles. Yeah. Because it, he doesn't argue people. He doesn't argue with people for the wrong reasons. I think anytime he gets in a fight with production, it's for the right reasons. Absolutely. It's, it's to make the product better, and it's to make people's lives better. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like a really good example. You know, uh, that I've always respected about him yeah. is that he brings people up who have earned it through performance and through investment and i think he also he's willing to have the tough conversations and put himself on the line because you know he's usually right yeah
2: he's (laughs) pretty much always right yeah i I was constantly asking him a million million questions when i was a pa trying to get into yeah but like that's the thing
0: like you're that's why he took you on his wing because it's like you you put in the time i was into it i worked hard and
2: and i wanted it and he recognized that and he was just the right guy to get in with.
1: Yeah, not not too many people put themselves out there. I know, you know, I know, but they need to. It's yeah. something
2: that they absolutely it's, need to do. I,
1: I do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's
0: hard too because I think you can get burned, and I, I've definitely been burned with people that you know. I've been I've been burned. Too. You know, you, yeah. you work with them once or twice. I'm like, yeah, you're cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll put yep. you up for the next thing, and that you know, developing that deep knowledge and that trust is is harder. But I think, I guess, in hindsight, like you know, uh, I take breaks. From a, a, After you get burned, you take a break from recommending certain people and whatever. But in the end, I think it's always better to try and err on the side of trusting people and giving them a shot because yes. you never know. And it's like it is really interesting, too, actually, to see who takes opportunities. Um, and I, I've, I've struggled with this a little bit recently where nobody wants to be a button pusher. Nobody wants to be told every single piece of their job. And uh, a couple of films that I did, uh, I was placed with G&E teams who inherently by the way that I do things assume that I'm an idiot. And it, it took a long time for me to realize that because I don't do things necessarily the right way, people assume I don't know what that is or I don't have the knowledge or the experience to like understand what that is. And it's like, no, it's contextual. It's like in this context, we don't have the money to do that. Yeah, We do for this. Let's do it this way. It's fine. Yeah, There's no one way to do anything really. And anyone who's like, oh, this is the right way. I saw a picture of it on Instagram. Like, oh, okay. That's that's cute. That's one way. That's not your way. And it's interesting to to be put in a situation where, like, they just assume I'm stupid. And they're like, all right, this guy's an idiot. We're not going to do that. And I want to trust that when I ask for something, they're going to find their own creative way to do it so that the day is worth it for them. Like, they've bought into the project and they've bought into the... I'm asking for this much light of this shape here. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you get there. Just, you know the end result we're trying to get to. Do you want to be a technician? Yep. Or do you want to, like, contribute to the project and think? And it's interesting to see because there's people that I would assume would want to be part of that creative process and put in an idea and be like, A lot like, of people
2: oh. just want to be a technician It's now. true. And that's, yeah.
0: it's, it's not sad. I think there's just a it's sussing just, out of it, who's who.
2: Yeah, exactly. It just depends on the person. It, it does. Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, that's, you know, that's a, a, an example in the, like, you know, people who work under the, the grand idea of things. And then there's also, I think, in terms of, like, framing and shot-wise, you know, there's certain people who, like, um, every now and then the show comes along where you can really push the limits and you can break things. And yeah. I think I really enjoy getting to the point where it's not about just covering stuff. Like, nobody cares. This is a, a scene or a situation where it's like, I don't know, show me something. Yeah. Let's break it. Like, push it too far yeah. where you're, where you look at the image and you're like... It was a good idea. It didn't work. Right, yeah. And for me, I'd rather see that and know where the edge is and then decide whether or not we should flirt with that edge. And it's interesting to see because there's a lot of people that I work with who,
1: when you open that door, they they stand at it. And they're like, uh, no. Yeah, very timid. <laughs> kind of peek I feel like we're very similar. I don't know. The more he's talking, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I could see that. It, it, it's weird, too, because I, I, I would look at my...
0: Career, my skills, and everything, and I know that I am skilled, but I don't know that I'm talented. Like I think I work very hard to be good at what I do, but I don't think it's an inherently like it doesn't come easy. Um,
2: I mean, what does come easy? But there
0: are people like the. The sure. guy Mozart,
2: like those but, kind of people. But beyond
0: that, like the, honestly, are the, the, the guy that um, it sort of invited me out to move to New York, like a buddy of mine that I grew up with. We, you know, our mothers were like pregnant together. Like we grew up together. Oh wow! He invited me out here to be one of his roommates. He was. He went to uh, RIT for photography, um, and he was like, you know, a virtuoso. He, his whole life, he's been talented, like, but has no idea. How he does it like he's he, a rare he, talent he's yeah and, and it was something that i always chased because i was like he's so good he just yeah.
2: everything he does like he shits gold right it's
0: i don't Not even understand trying.
2: no he could just like stick but a camera out anywhere and that's take what a it seems and, like yeah
0: and that's on the surface it's very easy to like to see that side of things that everything he does is a massive success and it's always good mm-hmm. what i didn't see until i moved in with him was that That's the veneer, and then you see him fail a lot. But he's failing on his own time and he's failing because he's self motivated. So he has an idea in his head of like, oh, this is a crazy idea. And the idea comes from his place of like inherent talent. But getting to the point where you ever see the the fruits of that talent, he's failed a hundred times.
2: I mean, yeah, that's what success is. It's but it's interesting
0: to see that like I think motivation factors into that too because like we would come home there were five of us living in this apartment and we would come home and there was always we were all photographers and there's always a setup of some kind that somebody's testing something
2: mm-hmm. and that's pretty awesome that yeah yeah. Is, yeah and it was it was it's a cool good, environment good environment
0: it's a really yeah environment. It, it's like uh, you know recreating like a, a college yeah. commune in a something, way but... and that's the thing is i think um a lot of us myself included like i, I didn't love school initially nah, me and i was in I a rush to get it. out
1: yep i feel like a lot of creative people aren't really big schoolies you know i,
0: I think it depends what it is though depends. because when when i got into the art program i loved it and it it was one of those things where i think i was still dealing with the guilt of switching out of engineering that i didn't really buy into the fact that like oh wow my grades are really good in art and really terrible in engineering <laughs> that should say something about the way that i'm applying myself yeah. Yeah, to yeah. school and like my first semester of glass, I took glass blowing. Um, the professor said something to the effect of there's two kinds of people. There's the ones who do really well in this class and then there's the ones who do really well in their other classes. But there's no crossover. You either do well here or you do well there. Yeah. But you cannot possibly do well in both. And I
2: really? think there's
0: like a pig head in this where you're like, ah, come on. Yeah. It's not that's not possible. That sounds crazy. It's not possible. But I I, I think there's something to the be said about it he was totally right you know i essentially failed out of the class because i was spending all my time <laughs> yeah. there trying to succeed there because yeah. like any creative endeavor i think you have to fail a lot yeah absolutely and failing a lot takes time and like Ambiations. working through and, ideas yeah. takes time because you can see someone do something and then you try to do it yourself and in the process of doing that you're like oh yeah i didn't see this part come together but now i understand you know I was judging that idea and now I I see why. Yeah. I get it. And now I never want to do this again because I hate this idea. But I tried yeah. it and I felt what it was like to you know go through all those steps and I you know it it may not have been an outright failure in the way that, you know, breaking something is a failure, but I think that that experimentation and 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 finding out where the edge is of something is super important. Um and I think it's it's sad that those projects are so rare in this industry where people are Allowing that kind of creativity, because so much of what we do is so derivative, Mm -hmm. you know, from the network on down. They're like, hey, listen, we got numbers on this one project, and we're going to green light a show that's exactly like that, and here's the 5% twist right? that we feel like is enough different to attract viewers without alienating anybody. Right. And I think if you start from the top with an idea like that, it's hard to then find a breakout success because it's like what's well, it's it's derivative you are preaching to the choir Dude. of course yeah. i
1: feel like i'm talking to myself yeah I, you I feel mean, like i'm listening to that. you this is shit that i say fucking all he the does, time he
2: says it all the time yeah well,
0: i mean creativity is like it's a weird thing and like I'm, I'm glad like one of the first things we talked about was dana because like dana's mm-hmm. a super creative person oh, yeah. and like
2: i i feel
0: inspiration when i'm around her yeah um because i really like her work and i i don't think that now that I've said that, I don't think it's important to like somebody's work, to like their opinion or to like their – um what they contribute. Um And I think that's something that's actually lacking what we do too is like you can respect somebody, you can re- you can respect their opinion, whether or not they can do what you can do. It's like the idea that like good criticism can come from anywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. like – if a PA is watching your monitor, who's never stepped foot on set before, who's never seen anything before, and they call out something about your shot, and they're like, why would you put you know, this tree here? Yeah, yeah. I think there's something weird about the way that the hierarchy is structured, that that opinion is somehow less valid, where, I don't know, why did I do that? I didn't even see that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right.
1: Well, I mean, it's like everyone has a different... You know, perspective on getting, everything. Getting a different perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. and from it is from anyone. It doesn't matter. It's, it's like, a slippery slope too, because yeah. like I think
0: it, it, it's awesome when everybody feels empowered to say something. But I think knowing when the right time is to say yeah. it and when to shut up. Oh, exactly. And I, you know, I, the the thing I was saying about like um, trying not to make people button punchers, I think there's there is a fine line there too, where that can kind of if you allow people to speak in. You know, before you've earned that trust, I think sometimes they just
1: assume you're an idiot.
0: I'm like, I don't know. What do you think? They're like, oh, wow, he really doesn't know what he's doing. like, no, no. Yeah. There's six ways I would have done this, but.
1: Thinking of like PAs and stuff like, you know, as a tech soup, I've tech souped a bunch of big shows. And you'd have all these like PAs and stuff around and everything like that. And like um, when anyone would come and step in to like, you know, help us out or like, you know, be like a little junior AC or whatever you want. I always tell them, I'm like, I assume that you don't know anything. But you know, if if there's something that you don't know, tell me, like or ask somebody because right. we will teach you. But if you say like, if you be one of those yeah yeah people and it's like oh yeah yeah I I know what I'm doing right, and right, then it right, comes right, right. to comes to happen and you don't fucking know. Don't now, say don't say that you did. Now, no, right. now I'm yeah. gonna be fucking mad. You know, it's like because we're just gonna teach you and we want to teach you stuff and I you know
0: I think that's it, there's like a weird generational thing too and i I think it's that same that attitude is the same attitude is like why is nobody you know i'm owed this knowledge why is nobody teaching me this this knowledge and i think it's like okay the best advice i think my dad ever gave me was when i started sailing he was like just remember you know nothing yeah and he was right i knew nothing like i come from a place of zero knowledge so walking in and being like oh well this is kind of similar to this is like that's not helpful when you're trying to learn something when you're trying to like you know, have somebody show you something based on their experience, going in and be like, yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know that, I know that. It's like, even if you do, just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, yeah. You may, You know, a, a, a couple of years ago, I took a, um ASC master class, which was amazing. It was a fabulous experience. And before it, what, what sort of was the impetus for me taking that class was that I had uh, heard about this, like, Werner Herzog master class online and how it was just a crazy trip, fever dream. And... I went to see if I could find any of the other ones that were out there and at the time there was no real cinematography one online but there was an old from like like early 90s um, Kodak masterclass that they had done at the Mole Richardson stage and they had all these big cinematographers and they were doing different subjects and it's really interesting to watch those because 95% of it is just pretty obvious basic stuff like yeah okay you know we, we deal with much tougher situations in a lot of the stuff that we do just because the turnaround because of lack of prep that we get this is not like revolutionary information and so I think I was watching it the way that a lot of people watch stuff which is like laptop on your lap doing something else while you're watching this mm-hmm. and like I wasn't 100% invested in this information until something came up that was different and it's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay I get that I get I get obviously yes 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 and then wait, wait what was that? that was different I would have taken that next step very differently than this person did and obviously, like, you know, this person won a couple Academy Awards. They, yeah. they know stuff. Mm-hmm. They've earned it. Of course. Rewind. Like, okay, what was that again? Oh, yes. that's interesting. And it's just, it, there's something about that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah attitude of, you might know 95% of the information out there, but then the way that somebody treats that last 5% is what makes each person's style unique and different. And it's not a secret. It's not that they're holding on to knowledge. It's just that the way they process the situation and the problem solving is different than yours and it may not work for you but it's cool to see it and so like you have somebody working for you who's like yeah you know I got this I got this I got this and then you get to that last 5% like you tuned out yeah. because you thought you knew 100% thought you knew everything right that's yeah, and, and no, if, if you're right. aware enough to see that somebody's doing something differently at that last stage it's super powerful because that really is what differentiates all of our styles yeah. yep. that a little bit and that's yeah
1: that's the exciting stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, sir, I think you've you've earned a fortune cookie. Ah, yes you have. Oh what? Yeah <laughs> Yeah, all our guests have to earn it. And
2: you <laughs> Oh man. I've earned it. Alright. Hold 30. on, let's
1: give him a new one. Is that, that not a new one? the other one? Wait, was it, it
0: this one recycled? Well, no, but we we like,
1: a new we have, fortune We have a new fortune guy. fortune guy, and that's a fucking old fortune guy. We, you know, he's a new guy. I'm going to save these to the end. I'm going to pour out. out, out that, I know. i got to take a take You guys out
0: have made it if you have more than one fortune guy.
1: Well, we fired the other one. Yeah, we fired the other sucks. guy. It's a whole, yeah. huge, huge it's falling huge out. It's we'll talk about it one day. It's like a sweatshop
0: down here, and he's just like sitting there typing away in his little typewriter.
1: Yeah, kind of. We've gotten some death
2: threats. It's real shit, man.
1: Wow. Yeah, so another Fortune guy, you know, approached <laughs> us and was like, dude, I got some good Yeah, I'm the guy. It's okay you know, if I eat on the mic, yeah. right? I love the crunch. Yeah. The our r- our
2: listeners are into ASMR. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, what, what is that shit called again? I don't know what ASMR stands for, but it's...
0: No, I, I know it's like weird noises and like yeah. quiet and whispering and stuff.
2: Yes. But, mm-hmm.
1: It's just for... I, 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 yeah, it's, it's supposed to help people sleep and shit yeah, like that. It's, it's like just like to when stimulate you do some your brain, weird crunch, and like you're supposed to fall asleep. I don't. I tried it before because well, I can't sleep for shit. I don't think the crunching really and the work. eating is for falling asleep, but that's
2: just for like that's just like kind of tingles your brain. Like if you close your eyes and listen to it, it just yeah. yeah, kind of fucks
1: with you. All right, what do we got? What do we see? Yeah, the real
0: kindness comes from within you.
1: Oh, hmm. it's because fucking. It's pretty deep. That's a nice is one. That from Betty. Star
0: Wars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the Tonton said that. But. Yeah,
2: a
1: what? <laughs> the real <laughs> well, we kind of from... idea
2: to translate. No, I mean
1: that <laughs> what? that fortune cookie was just listening to his his uh, story about baking cookies. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you know? It was like fuck real kind. Yeah, now you get
0: hungry. You want to bake some cookies? If I could eat
1: cookies, I would fucking do it. But I know. I feel bad. You can't even eat I cookies. Can't, Maybe
0: after tomorrow. Maybe after tomorrow, <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Oh no. We're all uh we're rooting for you. Yeah, yeah. we are.
2: I got everything well, crossed for you. Let's give them a what's in the box. Oh, we'll the we'll question. Let's go right, right move to on. it. Right along. Yeah, I, well, I mean,
1: it's been 38 minutes, you know? Oh, my God. Piling through.
2: And I got to remember to have you write a question, too.
0: What, What is, was, your favorite show to work and
1: why? Who's this from? This is from Dunya. Ah, uh, Dunya Rodriguez. Ah. AKA Do Rod. Do Rod. Do Rod. All I love right. that she wrote that on it, a.k.a. <laughs> do <Durot. laughs> I think um,
0: there got to be some caveats, like favorite show, like most fun experience outside the show, most creative endeavor on a show. Uh, I never
2: have an answer for this question. Best yeah. crew?
0: I think it's too broad. Yeah, yeah. it is. People it ask is me broad, this all the time, and
2: I never have a clear answer. Because like, yeah.
0: you can work on a terrible show and have a great time with your crew, yeah. or you can have like you know, great life stuff happen at the time. So you have like a really fond memory of it, or maybe like you did some amazing work and the show was awful. Well,
1: it's like that. It's like, I worked on a travel show that was fucking terrible, but I love the crew. It was fun. and It was like, we went to some cool spots and everything, but it was like, the show is garbage. Right. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, the content. I mean, is usually crap. But yeah, exactly. It's the experiences and the people that make it great. That's tough, man.
0: Like I, I'm actually working on a show right now that I really like. Like top to bottom, everything's great. I love everybody that's working on it. I the content is super funny. I'm feeling very creative, and it's like that's cool. Yeah, so I'd I'd say like because it's fresh. I really like to show them on right now. Nice. Yeah, it's great. Um, and it's 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 also actually one of those weird things where. By virtue of being in this business long enough, you start to see some of the same people again in either a better role than they were before or the same role and they're just they've gotten more clout and like they're more comfortable and it's it's cool to kind of like realize you've been in it long enough that like you were there when somebody else got their like big break. Yeah and to come back later on and be like, oh, right on. You're EP of field on this. This is awesome. Yeah. Good for you. And you're good at it.
1: Well, that's the other thing. It's like when you come back and you see someone that's gotten to a higher position when you thought they were shitty at their other job. Well, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the the flip side of the coin. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Which is... uh, I always love, yeah, I always love to see people move up that are good and that, like, deserve it and stuff. But when people move up, when you're like, oh, God, what the fuck? I mean, how did that happen? I, I think
0: there's the devil you know, and I've heard that a lot, in a lot of situations, like, you know, people yeah. set fire to houses and then
2: get hired again because it's like,
0: well, yeah, set fire to the house, but, yeah. but I mean, uh, we don't really know anyone else, know. so he's going to work again. Yeah,
2: exactly. And he did a really good job of setting the house on fire. It was very right. Efficient. Like, yeah, the, everything <laughs> else around the project was
0: terrible, but yeah. I mean, if you're going to start a fire, that was a pretty good what one. Fucking roaring fire.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kept us warm.
0: I mean, days, days of warmth. <laughs>
1: yeah that's Uh, fucking great um i know one of the things you you talked about in the in the question is things that you would want to change about freelance and i have the same thing i've been talking about it it's the 10-hour day opposed to a 12-hour because and the more you you the more you get older and the more you around this business you realize that everything can be done within a 10-hour day you know or i don't care or it 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 but it's like you get the 12-hour, and then they push that limit, and then, I don't know. I've been on a lot of shows where it's like, we're done, but the people in charge are just like, well, the day technically isn't done, so we're just going to make you That's, some yeah, random B-roll yeah. that isn't going is... to be aired, and you yeah. know it's not going to be aired, and you're like, oh, I want to shoot work. stuff, or like anything. Just I think, yeah, the... I don't
0: know. The industry as a whole, as it grew out of like the studio system in early Hollywood and all that stuff is interesting because it, it morphs with time and with the way that technology changes industry and communication and this and that. And it's weird that some of the holdovers of like the line are strange holdovers because they don't respect the way that things have changed and the way that like creative input is on this project. And I think the idea that, you know, while we have 40 minutes left in this 12-hour day we're not going to let you go home and live a life and yeah. come to work happy tomorrow is a strange holdover of this idea that you're not a creative individual and that your your contribution creatively to this project is unimportant and somebody else's what somebody else should be telling you what to do and i think that's that's it's a weakness because i think when people buy into a project and buy into the idea the project is always stronger i mean this that's not i'm yeah. not saying anything profound here that's like no. if every if everybody buys in it's going to be better and i think part of the buy-in is treating people like people and yeah. like you know if you look at your day and you're like if there's a way to schedule this day in a way that everybody gets to go home and live a life because you know whether we're here or la or atlanta or abroad it, it there is a commute involved and production is expensive and you have to maximize the day but you know, the, the same way that prep is important for everything, like prep should be important for like trying to minimize the length of your day, not just trying to slam as much in in the, the 12 hours we're given. And I think we would all probably, I'd say this, you know, speaking for myself, but I think we'd probably all take a small pay cut to work less.
1: Yeah.
2: A small one. Right, yeah.
1: Very hey, Listen, small. listen.
0: Like, I will give your salary miniscule. to work less. Well,
1: I mean, the difference between the difference between a twelve and a ten hour day is that commute time as well. It's like totally. You might still be having a twelve hour day, but that's door to door, right? And you know, you still get everything that you need to be done, right? Sometimes a twelve hour day, you push that, and then you have an hour commute each way, of course. And it's like now you're fucking twelve hour day, well, and then is they take lunch off the clock, day. and then you yeah. yeah, went fifteen over, so the then the the clock, second then you, meals off yeah, the clock too. You get all that stuff, yeah, and so then it's, it's like. I mean, in a 24-hour fucking day, it's like, to be working more, like, more right. than half of the day. Yeah, right, yeah. is like... And it's there's silly. only time for sleep. It's, it's like. quality of life is fucking failing, yeah. you know? And it's like, people get exhausted, people get hurt because of it. Sure. And it's like, there's a whole, you know... Sometimes then, the you know, PAs get fucking overworked. Always. And then they're fucking yeah. they're driving back and forth, and right. it's fucking nuts. Well, and there's plenty
0: of cases of people yeah. getting hurt and killed. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know... A serious thing. It, it, yep. It's it's like that Fight Club thing, though. It's like, all right, well, you know, right now the calculation still says that that's an acceptable risk because it's only been this many people dying, exactly. So, which is you know, you know, maybe plot. maybe when that number starts creeping up and more people are dying, more people are getting hurt because we will pay minute, attention. Well, yeah, we'll pay attention. It's like
2: that's crazy. That's... Well, I
0: mean, and and like some big voices have taken on this topic and you know made documentaries about this, and mm-hmm. it's it's still like industry-wide, I don't think there's anybody who would argue that a shorter day is better for everything and everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's, you know, it's a good goal and I think that, you know, uh, on the projects where I feel like I've been most creative, it's almost universally been the shortest days. And I feel like you shoot less, but you shoot better. And I think, you know, in terms of like the mantras that I try to abide by sometimes, it's like, do less better. Mm -hmm. Which you would probably not make that a takeaway of me on set because I've run around like a chicken with his head cut off because I like touching stuff. But doing like oh, on the broader scale, do less better.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: You know, spend less time doing it but more time thinking about it.
2: Now, a weird thought. If we were on an hourly rate... The, it would be completely flipped. Companies would be more than happy to let us go early, and we'd be upset that we're being let go early. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I and, and honestly, like I, I recently dealt with something
0: like that. One. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, they kind of changed the contract a little bit to be on an eight-hour, which, on the surface, things... Hourly? It it It's a longer story that I can't really... Okay. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it ended up being a, a bad deal. Okay. Um, and it's... You know, the union's dealing with
1: it, but... Ah, okay. uh, Yeah, there's there's always, yeah. It's just funny that,
2: like, that alternate universe could exist. You know, that.
0: Totally.
1: Uh, Yeah.
2: I wouldn't like that that universe, though. I'm not into it. I don't know.
1: I feel like the people making these rules and, I don't know, all this stuff like that have never really been in the grunt of it and been, like, down there working it. I mean, you'd be surprised. Well, even think about Post, like, how much of the budget Post gets and how
0: much of the time and how much sway in this in this era like on yeah. a lot of tv post has a huge huge amount of power and a lot of the people in post have never seen what goes into actually yeah. creating the content uh and it's very easy to say you know once once it's all said and done like well why didn't you guys get this like i don't understand you were right there yeah, like, oh. yeah okay <laughs> right. yeah yeah come out see it with your own yeah. eyes check it out understand okay. yeah see what, see what the situation like, like, is like I, I was actually talking to um this guy who's he was a uh, over at the Daily Show for like 10 years and he was even saying he's like yeah it's so funny how few people get how much goes into like a man on the street like we use 5% of what we shoot yeah, and what we shoot is maybe 5% of what we try to shoot
1: uh-huh.
0: and he's like you know it's, it's so easy to sit and post me like well I can't believe you guys didn't get a bite of somebody saying this It's yeah. he's like so easy it's because yeah. we didn't try. That's yes. really, let's boil it down to we it's didn't cause, try.
1: because we're lazy. Right. right? We, didn't, yeah. we didn't spend enough time trying. Yeah, try. exactly. Yeah, right, yeah. 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 It's like, no, the reason why I don't watch half of the shows that I work on, because you, you get reminded of like, oh my God, yeah, I right, had my yeah. fucking ass kicked yeah, that right. day. And it's like, that day <laughs> yeah. was fucking
0: nuts. And there's the three seconds yeah. to, oh, that was a yep. great yeah. shot. There it goes. There I know, goes, you're like, eh, oh, hard. we spent
1: fucking eight hours know, on like, this one scene, and it's like. You got fucking It plays you, under the three minutes in there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like you put like your whole being into like this B-roll shot that like yeah. you thought was genius. And you came on and there's this <laughs> elaborate setup and they don't use it. I, I, <laughs> you're like, oh, God damn it. I put so much work into that.
0: The thing that I've been dealing with a lot lately, and I apologize if I offend people who've already been on this podcast or will be on this podcast, but I, I find that, uh, and I'm not alone in this too much power is being given to online editors in this day and age. I think it's absurd. Um, that, you know, essentially the the investment of every single person on set, EPs, producers, editors, everything like that, hinges on one person at the very end who is hired as a non-creative, is making creative decisions about the look of the show. Yeah. That can sometimes tank a show. And I've had that happen. Um, it's insane. So you're like, uh, how did this happen that we got all the way to the end and one person ruined what the show looked like? when. You know, we were crawling around the mud or doing whatever, risking our lives for this. And it looked amazing. And every time everyone was cutting, it it looked great. And one person at the very end was like, hey, listen, I just learned how to turn this new dial. Check it out how cool this looks.
1: (laughs) That was actually happening on a show that we did, too. Our DP was fucking, like, spending all this time to make it look good, doing all this stuff. Like, you know, going above and beyond. And then when the fucking thing would air, all the colors would be fucking. It's all whacked out. Ridiculous! Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like looking and like he had to. He had to write to the fucking to post and be like, "Listen, like everything's fine. Yeah. Like, this is this not is the look. The, <laughs> this is the look. You're changing the entire I've, I've look. Like what the fuck are we doing? Right. I've had that conversation and it a lot. Bad. Times. Yeah, and it it's looked terrible. and it didn't look good. And then, then it comes like, down on the DP. Yeah. Well, and, and and yeah, it's like why does this look like this? Well, uh, right. it didn't look like that when we gave it to yeah. you. Yeah. One of the issues there too know.
0: is that I think there's a pretty big difference between knowing a tool and understanding how to use a tool, like a camera, for example. Like, yeah, I know all the settings on this camera. I know how to turn it on. I know how to do anything with this camera. And then making a choice with it. And it takes a lot of experience to see things. And I know that I see things differently now than I did 10 years ago, or mm-hmm. 15 years ago, 20 years ago. That's and, like, less. it's based on experience. And even, like, things that you think are cheesy now, 10 years ago, you would have been like, oh, man, look how crazy I can make this. Yeah. This is so awesome. And, like it should evolve. Like you should always look at the work you did before and be like, like mm, I have notes for myself. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's strange it's to growing. me that that ability to, to separate the tool from the choice is something that we have as creatives on set. Whereas like I, I really don't like that an online editor who is a technical position, they're conforming the project, they're making it legal or whatever is stepping in and making creative choices that they, don't necessarily have the eye for and I'm not saying it's universal it's just that recently I've had some awful experiences where these people are going in and making creative choices based on nothing Yeah, and they're like no 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 we we gave you everything you need we legalized it we shot to a lot we we made it exactly the way we wanted and all along everybody approved what it looked like before Mm -hmm. I don't understand where you feel empowered to change Everything that has been agreed upon by the network, by everybody else. At well, it's this a point. shiny new
2: dial. It's a shiny new dial, right? Discovered. Look at this. But that's things
0: like, Ooh. I can turn it. Yeah. And I don't understand why I shouldn't. So I'm going to turn it. I'm going to turn it. Right. It's there. And I, I mean, I had a film a number of years ago where we took it to like a really nice color house and the guy made all these crazy corrections. And we walked in and we're like,
2: what is this? Yeah.
0: Like, can you turn everything off? Can we just see what? Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> It was exactly where we wanted before. <laughs> right. Like, uh,
1: the tools are super powerful. Yeah. You can do anything. Sure. Yeah. Maybe, and, maybe they're trying to make work for themselves because you you already did it for them. They're like, yeah, yeah, right I got to put myself to work. I they want to put their stamp like on it. Something. I'm, yeah.
0: But. And and that's that's funny to like to say that because you know I just went this whole like rampage about like ah oh, the creative process and, this and that and you know it, it's weird to poo poo on somebody trying to put their stamp on. But the thing is, that's a choice that's not being done collaboratively. There's too many stamps already. I well, think the communication those, those, yeah, the communication yeah, between I mean, everything is it. like, yeah.
1: it, it should be handled differently. Totally. A lot of fucking, a lot of, uh, you know, different shows and stuff like that. No one communicates properly. And it's that's, like, yeah. just get a whole fucking meeting, you know. Talk which about is, it. It's see so, what you want, and it's like it's it, something so simple totally. is never handled properly. And it's well, like when you think I, about all
0: I, the yeah. tools at our disposal to communicate. Yeah, like we have more options now to reach out and exactly. speak to people than ever. Like no one in has history. To, no
1: one has to leave their fucking house, and you can all have a meeting. But you and can see send, each other on whatever, your phone. Yeah. You can yeah. send
0: a screen grab exactly to somebody with notes and be like, "What do you think of
1: this?" It's just those those extra steps. Nice. It's like nobody right. nobody wants to take those extra steps anymore. And it's like if you take five minutes, just to communicate with the proper person well I think uh, things will, uh, I, I, I think part of it too yeah.
0: is, is like the risk like nobody wants to be told that their idea is bad Yeah, and of I think I, uh, people come into this industry from a whole lot of different angles and directions and backgrounds and whatnot. and I think one of the things that if I look at the way that I got in I'd say that of my past the most useful thing was learning from art school how to take critique And how to you put so much of yourself into this on your twelve hour day or your fifteen hour day, you put so much of yourself into it. And I think it's difficult sometimes to take a step back and look at it objectively still and say, like, this PA just shat on my day's work where I was killing myself to get this shot.
1: Yeah.
2: And you thought it was perfect at the end.
0: Right. But was I think it was perfect because I put so much effort into it. Or was I think it's perfect because I looked at it objectively and saw something really good there. Like, right. am I angry that it's this person saying something? Am I angry that this person is
1: belittling the work I put into it? Or maybe this person's right.
2: Well, fresh the, eyes aren't on anything. Fresh it's, eyes are great, it's and I, I don't huge. Like, huge. Yeah.
1: and anything that you say that like you can tell me, I have a bad idea and stuff like that. But like, give me a reason and support that and critique like right. what I did. Well, that, and then you grow yeah. from it. Exactly, you grow from it. But it's like. You can't go up to someone and be like, "Oh, that shit sucks." Okay, why? Like, why do you think it sucks? And then they're like, oh, "I don't know." Okay, well give me but, give me some time. That, but that's a, that's a missed opportunity <laughs> <Yeah>. though, <laughs> because help. like they might
0: be right. It might yeah. suck, <laughs> it but might suck, not but being able like, to verbalize you doesn't can't help tell anybody. Tell me yet. why. So right. I'm like,
1: I'm. What did I do wrong? That- right. I wanna know. Yeah, so right. I can learn from it exactly. It's like but, but I mean
0: the the very first project I ever made in glass, they make you make a little vase and it's clear glass and you don't know what you're doing and glass blowing is incredibly skill dependent and nobody has that skill innately. It's it's weird. And you spend all these hours breaking it and breaking it and breaking. It. And finally you make one that works and you're like, This is the greatest thing I've ever made. I just spent a week making this thing and I lost twenty pounds sweating trying to do this thing. And we had our critique. And after the critique, you know, it's a bullshit critique because you're not doing anything. You're not saying anything. It's a clear glass vase and you've put no creative thought into it. You've just made this thing. But it's so holy to you because it's the first thing that's worked. And our professor is like, okay, great. You know, this is a good good, uh, exercise of like, what a critique is and then he just takes his arm and just sweeps the entire table in the trash <laughs> and you're like no that's a great <laughs> thing. oh my god you don't know how much time and energy i put in there i can't believe you said i was here for like three weekends in a row trying to make that clear stupid vase that sucks yeah yeah and he's like it doesn't matter because it sucks it's, like, <laughs> it's only important because it's the first thing you made that worked. that's it yeah sure okay great you can be attached to that idea but objectively it sucks mm-hmm. you're not saying anything by it you're not doing anything interesting with it so it's like being able to break something and not feel like your world has ended is important and whether it's i broke it or you broke my perception of it i think that's a super important thing and so like being able to take that step back and take that critique and look at it and like can you believe it you know this painting took 50 years to paint and you'd be like I mean that's really amazing, but the painting sucks. (laughs) Like it doesn't matter. And that's the thing. And like it's it's good to keep reminding yourself of that. Like it really it doesn't matter what you put into it if it sucks. Yeah. And vice versa. If you put almost nothing into it and you're just my buddy who's incredibly talented and he shits gold, I'm angry at him, but that's still gold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he still did that with no effort and I'm in awe of it, but that piece is good. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter how much you put into it aside from is it good? And I think that's that's what's always tough is that like you get to that end part and if someone's making a choice that's not cooperative with everything you've done and it makes it better, then it's like I wanna be mad at that, but it's better. The problem is that oftentimes it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. mad at it because the amount of effort we put in, I'm mad because the product is not good. Yeah. And that's you know. Yeah, I think that I think that's a valid thing to be mad about.
1: I, I think that was I, was great. I um, think so too. Yeah. So, any last things you guys want to say before we get out of here, Mister Berman?
0: I'm good, man. I think no. Do G-
1: no, Jerry. Final thought. I don't know if
0: I have any final thoughts. All right. I'm pay forward. Pay you know? forward. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think we're all super fortunate to do something that we like. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Pay forward. Yeah. You know, there's no secrets.
1: I agree. Or there okay. shouldn't be. No, yeah. We're not, be,
0: we're, we're, we're not magicians. That's, that's a good way. Although, magic is fucking that awesome. Cool. Magic, magic is pretty magic fucking awesome. Magic dope. Awesome. Well, so maybe do that'll it, be the but... final thought. Magic is awesome. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right? All right. Well, we're going to make you disappear, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> we'll grab, <laughs> give you some stickers until you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this
0: is like true Staten Island hospitality.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. Don't <laughs> the fuck out of here. That's not in. from me. That's I'm from, from Boston. <laughs> Don't connect me with Staten Island. Yeah, he's Boston. I'm Staten Island. Oh, wow. I am in... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah now he is you're scared. You're in the this sixth circle of hell, my friend. Hostile territory. That's
2: right. Dante, wouldn't right, man.
1: This was man. This was fun. All right, brother. Thanks for having me. Thanks guys. for coming on. Later. Until then, this episode is recorded in a studio basement live in front of a deaf cat. Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time.